and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we are blindedly biased. I am your host, Brian and Casey. You can follow me on Twitter, that is at KCSGE. Follow the show, more importantly, on Twitter, that is at HEFPod. Follow the show on Instagram, that is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt on the gram. Drop us an email anytime you like. That is HeyEintrachtFrankfurt at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook for all the latest Eintracht news and information, all in the English language, all in one convenient location. That is Facebook.com slash HEFPod. And, of course, you can always join us on Discord, HEFPod. Search for us there and uh, get into the waiting room, and we will admit you in. Well, boys... Uh, yes, because there is more than one person I'm talking to uh, for this podcast. We might as well just get the uh, uh, intros out of the way. Going up north, it is the Motor City. It is Chris in Detroit. Hey, bud. How about them wings? Hey. Uh, yeah, still in the hunt. Kind of. Kind of in the hunt for that that uh, wild card. Won't put my money on it, but hey, it's nice to actually be in the conversation. Wait, you're not going to put your money on the Wings making the playoffs? I I tell you what, I put one dollar on them winning the cup at like fifteen thousand to one or something. I mean, fair enough. Granted, earlier today, uh, at the time of recording on the twenty first, uh, we didn't exactly do you guys any favors by rolling over and letting our belly get scratched by the bees. So you know, sorry, man. <laughs> You got an uphill climb, and we're not helping you out. Uh, going over to a city that has a little bit more juice in the squeeze, uh, hockey-wise, going to New York City, where the jurors are just kicking ass and taking names. You're really scared when it comes to NHL hockey. I'll leave the hockey talk at that. It is Matt in... The Wings won at the Garden this week. Yeah, that's true. Just yeah, saying. and it's you guys Matt know me and my hockey knowledge <laughs> expert here. It's a wonderful sport to get into. Uh, I mean, I may as well, it, it I may as well because it, I hate, I hate soccer. Frankfurt makes me hate soccer at this point. It, it, look, it compliments it. Hockey compliments soccer in more ways than one, but uh, this is not a. Who should I start rooting for the New Jersey Islanders? Uh, oh lord, I'm just kidding. I mean, well, unless you want to have a beer can like uh, crushed against your skull from behind. I mean, it's better than with anything else happening here in New York right now. <laughs> Shall we get right into it, boys? Um, so the Eintracht, the Eagles, the Adler, uh, we decided to or visit joke. Cologne per the usual trip to see the to see the billy goat, hopefully to maul the billy goat. Instead, the huge, huge, massive face that is Anthony Modeste. Instead of scoring from a header, which they have been doing that primarily throughout the season, uh, they played off. They played the offside trap perfectly, and um, yeah, that's all she wrote. A one-nil uh, loss to Kuhn, and here we are, guys, talking about a loss, talking about depression, talking about anger. It was a front. Even if this match had ended nil nil, we still would. I would almost say be just about as frustrated as we are right now with this team, with the direction, with the players, with the coaches. Or maybe it's, that's just me. I mean, I'm with you. you know, it sucks. I mean, you go, Chris. When we when we recorded before the Augsburg match back, it was like January. 15th, 14th, whatever it was, middle of last month, I mentioned how important it was to be in the right mindset because the next five matches after that appeared to be pretty winnable points, takeable points, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so what do we get out of the five matches? 0-2 loss to Bielefeld at home, uh, win at Mines, a win at Stuttgart, a loss at home against Wolfsburg, and a loss at Cologne. So from a possible... 15 points to teams considered below us, I guess when we're being stupid and thinking they're below us, we took five points. 
We left nine points on the pitch and what's supposed to be the easiest part of the Rook render. And we took zero of a possible six points at home with fans back in the stands, no less. And we were outscored, you know, four to nothing at home and four goals to seven away or seven against overall. This is just bad, bad football. There's no other way to put it. Even in our wins, we don't look convincing. We had to fight tooth and nail against Stuttgart. Um, we questioned before whether there's something bigger than just the production on the pitch. And, you know, we identified talent. Talent is the problem. Um, but good coaching can get talent to peak at times. And we're not seeing any of that right now. So I'm totally lost and confused. I think Glasser's that- too, too much of a passive coach at this point. I mean... It seems like the locker room isn't right. We have all these rah-rah guys, and Glasser doesn't seem like he is a rah-rah type of coach. You know, like, yes, he's there on the sideline, like, clapping and, like, you know, like, screaming and stuff like that, trying to give orders and stuff. But I like I feel like he's giving too much direction rather than, you know, more, like, hey, let's get this going. Like, motivation, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. But it looks like we're going the same way we did with this at the beginning of the season, you know, um, you know where it took us about like ten games to at least get like two, three wins within like a decent, you know, span and whatnot. You know, like remember we were tying Stuttgart, we were tying Bielefeld. There was that time, you know, when we our first like win of the season was against Bayern, and that didn't really ignite anything because we ended up losing to both heads on Bochum, and then we didn't start winning after a terrible two-one uh, win against Fürth. But I mean. It seems like we have this, you know, consistency issue where it takes us a couple games to get comfortable where it gets ugly. And, you know, here we are again where we find ourselves playing against the Giants against, um, you know, at a time where we really, really needed a win. You know, we've only won one game in the last five. Like, we have been absolutely atrocious. I mean, you said it perfectly, Chris. Um, it's It's nuts, but, like... I don't know. It's it's so hard to put in words because they suck. They were so terrible. It's it's like so, we just we just Colin just dominated us through it and throughout. And like and with Anthony Modest getting that goal, like that was just a cherry on top. I mean, and what in the world is Hinty doing with stepping up that far? Ready? I know he was anticipating and like a good pass without a deflection, but like. Just stay in your position. Like, if anything, you know, and D- or not Indica, Tuta's going to get to that ball. Like, there's no need for you to get up there. And then, you know, we, we have a and temple. And he had back there, too. He's got to be aware that, that the guy next to him is not a, a, you know, traditional defender. He's just kind of there. And, and we had four guys within 10 yards of the sideline um, four or five seconds after that ball came into play. There's just a lot of guys being lazy at a point in the match where you cannot have that. Right. Um, Brian, let me put it back to you with a question. Uh, everything that I read and hear from, from Glasner, whether it's what he says informally or what he puts out in press conferences, he seems like a genuinely nice, likable guy. He's got a good attitude in front of the microphone. Do we need to see more fire from him on the sideline instead of that yeah. composed quiet? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think I pointed that out where I was just like, you know, instead of giving direction, start giving more motivation. Like when I was looking at the the Cone coach Baumgart, or I'm starting, I'm, I'm struggling with his name right now. He, he like if I saw this man on the sideline, you know, he'd make me want to run a like uh run run through a brick wall. Like I need like this team, like especially in the Bundesliga, you need a, a coach to like who can be very very strategic, but also someone you can run through a wall for, you know. And Cohen had that guy, and like it showed, like he like the he was in he was in every single you know tackle with them. He was in through every single 50-50. Like and he was on the sideline. He's just you know fighting with them as he's on the sideline. Like Glasner is at that type of coach, and like. I think I think the best coach who kind of was that for us was honestly Kovac. Um, when you know, obviously he was great with success with us and whatnot, but like there's something up with Glasner and like there's, there was emotion. It's exactly we just need some more emotion rather than direction. You know he keeps trying to like consult, like stop consulting, just grind with us. You know like grind with the team and whatnot. And yeah, it's just I think that's what I think that's the biggest key that's missing. I'm not I'm not going to start talking about his substitution skills because. God knows who the fuck taught him on that because I don't know where he's un- he understands like his sub- substitution skills, but I mean, I, I don't know. It it 
something's up. I mean, it's just a very, very inconsistent team. It looks like we're on this like course where it's like, hey, it only it takes us about seven to ten games to figure it out finally. And you don't you don't have enough time in the Bundesliga for that. I mean, we've been very, very lucky with the past results that we've been getting um for us, but not this week. I mean, now, you know, we are looking not even at a European spot if, if all the results were to go our way. So, you know, that's something that came up in our Discord chat tonight. Uh, you talked about, you know, guys being up for it and being motivated. It, whether Glasner is the emotional rah-rah coach or, you know, the dad that's just kind of managing the scene on the sidelines, do we expect professionals to show up every week? We think they should. That's their job, right? Like, if you don't show up every day, if I don't show up ready to perform every day, we don't have a job or, you know, we're not in their starting lineup, so to say. Um, but we can only, you know, go to the bench so often before we're out of guys trying to, you know, wake people up and get them motivated. Like, at what point is somebody going to take over and say, hey, we need a goal. I'm going to be that guy. And I get it. We don't have as much talent as we have had in the past, and some guys haven't panned out. A couple of the transfers look terrible. Uh, Lammers can't even get on the pitch until garbage time, and some are underwhelming. But Jakic like, is frustrated. Point, Does Jakic look like he's having fun in Frankfurt? Like I, no, I, not I, at all. I, I thought, I thought at the beginning like everything was great, but for some reason this man looks frustrated. And like I'm huge. And on, then Rustich goes and gets two goals, and he can't get off the bench now. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's I've dude. You're preaching to the choir here about fucking Rustich, but like it's unbelievable. Hey Brian, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Brian. I mean, at this point, I, is Kamada still a valiant starter for that? And please answer. Honestly, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. So look at the way that we uh, look at the way that we came out. You know, uh, the way that the formation was. So taking on this cone side, you know, you realize that you going out with the back three that we had. You've got an out of defensively. You got it's it was to me it was so weird. Okay, so from an attacking standpoint, if you're gonna have someone play behind a Lindstrom and Bore up top, Kamada is a way better uh, option, or Hrustic is a way better option than putting Rhoda that far up. We already saw how So and Yakik developed a really good core. Why not go back to that? Like, that was what was working. Go back to that. You, If you think that you need more defensive cover, guess what? Go to a line, a back four. You have Lintz, who is uh, available to play out on, as a left fullback, left wingback. You can you sit. You basically save Costage the amount of running that he has to do going up and down the pitch. The way we for, came out as a formation, I never want to see again. I never want to see it from Glasner. I never ever like he is in his head so much because this is the first time for him that he is at a club where he has not just expectations, but if he doesn't meet it, he has got a multitude of critics such as ourselves and the people who do attend and, chat and go to the matches that he has never had before. Last Lens, he didn't have that. At Wolfsburg, oh, you're playing around with stupid amount of money, but still at the same at the at the same point, you still have like some sort of expectations, even though you're playing to an empty stadium, you know, more often than not, you know, depending on who is the away team that day. Like this is the first time he's I all I am looking at him and wondering, hey, you are a good coach. Perhaps you're a good coach for a club that is not a tradition a traditions varen. Who is a so good coach for Atreides Varen? Sadly, it is looking a little bit more apparent, and he's doing this with much less talent and was using a formation that I would think would be suitable for us in this current climate, is the man who was on the opposite side of the bench in Stefan Baumgart. Because he's got, the, he's got yes. the passion of a passionate club down to a T, 
and the fans are eating it up, and the fans are trans- transitioning that to the field, to the players who seem to be act- reacting a hell of a lot better than the, this current Eintracht squad is. And in case anyone is curious of where we are in the table, and they do have, like, I, we have better players at our disposal than Cone, and Cone have four more points than us and are currently sitting in seventh and only just got nicked by Hamburg in the Pokal. Otherwise, they'd be one of the favorites left over for the Pokal itself. So back to the question, is is Glasner over his head? How hot is the seat? And can he recover from this in time? Can he recover in time? Yes. We have 11 matches to figure it out. We already have 31 points, and considering how the far Moody down... the Moody Diva for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there... I mean, we still have... A, we have... 11 matches in that and that's just the thing we are called the diva for a reason because we can beat a Bayern when we're on our game and then we'll uh, we'll crush a leverkusen when we're on our game and then we'll lay an egg against a team that we think is we'll inferior, inferior to us we'll lose, we'll lose to bochum and foot we'll lose to bochum after we play Bayern somehow in some way and then let's see. We'll probably beat Leipzig like seven nothing because it just will happen that day. Let's see. We'll probably beat Leverkusen after we lose to Union, and we'll probably tie Hoffenheim. And then we'll probably lose to Gladbach because that's just how it is. And then oh yeah, Mainz at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll probably lose that too. So I mean, guys, I've got it. I've got us down for two the rest of the way. Uh, Hertha and, and Firth, and maybe uh, Gladbach, maybe. But I mean. Just the fact that we're sitting here, you know, we, we always joke about playing up to good teams and down to bad teams. It's not a joke. That's realistic. And there's only a handful of games in a 34-match season. You're going to have maybe four or five matches where you can play above your expectations and steal a victory. We've pretty much exceeded that at this point as far as games that we're going to steal. The rest of the way, these are against teams we're fighting against in the table. Our chance to take points and build a cushion was this last five weeks that we totally fucked. So <laughs> I don't know, you know, like, are, would we be thrilled if we got four wins out of the final 11? Because that would maybe put us at ninth in the final table. I, I just don't, I don't see the point in celebrating. Yeah, I know. I don't I, see. I, de- I, I definitely agree with you. I would definitely get back into that. But in terms of formation, I think I definitely agree with you, Brian. It was definitely somewhat off. I mean, it just seemed, we just didn't seem comfortable in it at all. I don't know why we don't start playing a 4 4 2. And that's maybe just because we want to have the depth for it. But, you know, we're going to be getting in these defenders in, in next year. You know, you know, we're getting the guy from Antwerp, we're getting the Croatian guy. And then I feel like I'm missing another person on the defensive side of things. Um, we're, I don't I don't see us not playing a four uh you know a four in the back sort of system whether it's going to be a four three two one four four two four two three one you know whatever I just I think we should start grooming these players into doing that and maybe it's, that's just because we can't find the depth for it but now that you know we have a lens that's coming back you know if we're going to be played to cost up we might as well start utilizing him let's use his legs like at this point <laughs> let's just put bodies on the field because our formation needs to somehow change because we need to be more consistent in something. And Glasser keeps hoping for that consistency that we had towards the end of the Hinrunde. And I don't think he can strike, you know, strike gold twice with that, you know. So maybe it will happen against Bayern since Bayern does notoriously terrible when they come to Frankfurt. But I, I just I And just let's think not forget, move. as much as, you know, we keep harping on the defensive woes, uh, we scored zero goals in three of the last five matches. We scored... You know, three against Stuttgart. Take that out, and we're just anemic. There's no fight in us right now. It's been a long time since we did that. It's been a very long time since we did that. It's just, you know, usually a decent team, just an average middle-of-the-road team, can luck their way into a goal in a match. It's just, it happens. In this game, especially as wide open as the Bundesliga can be, you luck your way into a goal somewhere along the way. You know, just like like Cologne did against us there, 
Uh, it wasn't a tactical goal by any means. The ball just kind of bounced out the right way. Someone took advantage of flat-footed defenders and one out of position. And that's the kind of stuff you luck your way into. We had a chance early. Uh, Rhoda was like, the uh, of all 11 guys on the pitch, probably the worst one to put with with the ball on his foot in the yeah. middle of the box. He didn't know what to do he with it. He never does. I mean, he put it on target. That's good. <laughs> Just but he not put in the it right spot. Right. Yeah. It's rough. I mean, I mean I'm honestly – and I think we need to bench Jesper – Lindstrom for like a game or two just to get him a little bit extra motivated because he doesn't have that fire anymore. I I, I don't He's even frustrated. I don't see him that much yeah. anymore. I just boys, I don't understand why the fuck we're not playing Hustich. It frustrates me beyond belief. Hustich or so, Hauga? So Hustich or Hauga? Like, I'm just... Hustich, I mean, Hauga, Hauga definitely has a good struggle, and he's motivated, too, because he just came off injury. He wants to show his worth. He needs to show his proof. I'm honestly open to putting JPH out there, too, Brian. I'm definitely on that saddle with you, too. But Hustich deserves it. Hustich is literally... could be He could be the answer. Like, it's gotten to that desperation <laughs> point where I'm literally saying that because it's... Oh, it's so annoying. But I'm definitely I was just gonna say JPH as well because or he Krasnikar. looked interesting against Cone. She can't uh yeah. Or <laughs> Krasica, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, why not? We could sign her for like a day contract, right? Or no, we wouldn't have Fry, to. She's Fry under the same brand. And Bore. That's a that's a th- that's a three player trident that would that's at least threat. throw you know, the te- uh, teens defending them, they'd be like, uh, what do we do here? We're going to say welcome home, Nicholas Alex Meyer Silva. is still under 40 years old. You pull Alexander Meyer out from the office tomorrow, and he'll score more than these guys. Could you imagine Alexander Meyer and Kostic from the same fucking team? Meyer would be the top scorer for like for a decade <laughs> in the Bundesliga. He would just stand at the box and just have to header it in. That's it. That's what Modest does. And he's got now, yeah, what, 14, us. 15 goals? Not against us. Well, yeah, I feel happy for Cal too. At the same time, like good for them. Like at least they look promising. <laughs> They're not getting relegated this year, which is good. So after the relegation survival suck. that they had against Kiel uh, in uh, May, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're an elevator team, that's for sure. Yeah, but they're a traditional variant that you need in the Bundesliga in the long term. And as much as we like to make fun of, you know, Schalke going down. Uh, Bremen going down, Haas foul going down. You look down there and you're like, dear God, there's teams that are names that are cities, big cities that should be in the Bundesliga that are not. And uh, uh, you know my opinion on that. They <laughs> they played stupid games and won stupid prizes. I have no sympathy for big clubs being down. If you want to. If you want to stay up, then beat those shitty little clubs that you talked down to. And you didn't do that. That's why you got relegated. True. I mean, I would hardly call Union a shitty little club. Uh, They are a club that is way bigger than the stadium that they play in. The club, yes. But I'm saying as far (laughs) as your, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like the Shelkas. Shelka played that game for the last decade and it bit them. And a bit hard. That was Adam Kid over here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay we're now getting a little bit uh or we're, we're now getting uh kind of crazy on this so take um take a drink we've talked about glasner we talked about the formation i mean is there anything else you guys want to do in terms of rip the band-aid off of this match we can even get it to some of the fan uh questions uh, fan comments i mean what do you guys got What's the question? What are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> we touched on the Discord ones. What do you What do you have from other oh, for, oh from other areas? I've got a few. So uh, I've got a few people who are angry out of Texas. Um, Angie in Austin says, T- "Aren't they always? Wait, hold on. They're always angry about something in Texas. This is true. Like something. I mean, all the time. And we're not. And we're not even making jokes about Ted Cruz yet." I mean, I love Texas, <laughs> but you all complain so much. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Angie right. said, and Angie in Austin said, typical diva game. They need to get their shit together. Glasner has to, has to change the tactics. 
It's like a great movie title with good beginning, but unfortunately an underwhelming plot twist. Sounds basically like the movie Green Lantern, if not worse. I haven't seen um, it. I don't get that reference. Think Sorry. of <laughs> kids lighting a bag of poo on a doorstep and just running. Oh, so it's my teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sounds like the maturity of this team. If we're being honest. (laughs) No, but really, like, you see it. We kind of joked about it at our watch party here in Detroit this weekend. Um, The the first 20, 30 minutes, uh, this week not quite as much, but you still had some good chances there early. And we always come into a match, like, fired up for that first 20 minutes. And, you know, we're not finishing, but we're putting together some passes, getting some good runs out down the field. And then it's like, okay, yep, that didn't work. Now we're just going to settle in and be shit that for the last 60, 70 minutes. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. It's just <laughs> frustrating that it's the same script. We, it's basically the TV show Friends, where you keep watching, hoping. I like your face there. <laughs> you keep watching and hoping that they won't tell the same joke every single week Chandler and they tell the same joke every single week. Yeah. I like friends. nothing original about this group. Yeah. What we want in terms of originality, we want Seinfeld. We don't want friends. (laughs) There you go. You guys just sound like a bunch of millennials. (laughs) 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 Millennials and baby boomers. I don't even know what the generational style is, but no, I agree with you. I mean, we are, I think there's something up in the locker room. I don't know. I think we're all on different pages. It almost seems like we're trying to pretend to like each other, but like deep, 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 deep down, like we just hate each other. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just, it's just, you know, there may be something to that though, because the, the core of this team, considering how players stick around in this sport for a very short period of time, it's very rare to have your 10-year guy or even a 6- or 7-year guy, especially if you're good, you're moving around. Is Kostic disappointed that his best window to move was probably wasted? Yeah, um, I think he's feeling that too because he... You know, somebody like Paciencia who you know, had an opportunity to go get more playing time somewhere else. His team gets relegated. He comes back and now he can't even see the pitch. Like, I mean, it, that's a bad example because he's probably the best, um, like positive energy we have in the entire roster. But some of these guys have been around a few years and haven't, I don't know. We haven't gotten over that hump that we've just stuck. We talk, we stuck our toe into Europe, had some success, thought it's time to go to that, nicer pool in Europe with the better water and it we can't get there with this group. It's gotta change. The roster has to have major turnover if we're gonna see improvement. So well, a question for that, you guys. Right, I'll let you go I'll let you go, Brian, then I'll ask my question. Uh well that kinda actually tees up another angry uh uh Texas German <laughs> another uh, angry Texas German in Richard in Austin. I think being so poor in one-on-one duels is really telling. There needs to be a focus on technical style, but missing the physical aspects of enforcing your will to take the on the ball. And I think he, I think he kind of hits it home right there in the fact that right now we're we're a team that screams. We're in between. Two entirely different ways of thinking, and the this was more teething problems than we could ever have imagined. We just thought, hey, you it took you two years to take a Wolfsburg side to go from relegation playoff team to then seventh place and then fourth place. We expected that you know he would do much the same, but I gotta you just kind of have to remind yourself, kick yourself a little bit, and that he had. You know, he wasn't getting inside of his head, and the kind of players that he was able to buy, because at Wolfsburg, you do buy, you do pay these players, you know, the kind of wages that you get in the big cities of London and Madrid and, uh, God, Paris, 
you can basically pay players that level. And so you have a different level player to go with. And it's almost like, hey, you've got to go back to square one. And uh, but here's <sighs> the funny part. Wall Street's going to finish above us most likely, and I'll put money on that. Somehow, mm-hmm. in some way, they will. They're only four points behind us, and they don't have a tough schedule. I mean, they still play Bayern and Dortmund, but that's about it. Yeah, but I would. We're remember we're talking about Kofod here. Like, if we leave them to their own devices, I mean, those languish eventually. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we also felt we also felt that Glasner was what was going to put us over the top too. I think what we totally uh, underestimated was the impact of losing somebody like Andre Silva. And as much as we don't like to mention his name, we hate where he went and leaving for money. He was the rock for the last year and a half at this club that drove us to the heights that we got to. And none of that was possible without him and his connection with Kostic. And we said, oh, don't worry, we'll find somebody. There was no way in hell we were going to replace 28 goals from a single player with any collection of talent that we were able to afford last year. I agree. I mean, and I think we got to stop giving Glasner so much shit for this year with this team because this is not his team. You know, this is still I agree. This is still Hutter's team and like and we were definitely we were definitely early on on Glasner out, you know, we we're definitely being very premature or I was definitely being premature on it. I fucking hated him at first cuz we were really tying 1-1 and I was like what the hell is that? Because we were so used to Andre Silva, the Kostic connection, you know. Now we had to bring someone in like Bora, you know. It took him a couple of days, a couple of weeks to, you know, find his footing. He ended up finding his footing, you know. He was solid, you know. He was re- really great towards Christmas time and even a little bit after that, but or not at all after that, actually, because he's been fairly silent, silent now. Um, we It's going to be interesting because you can clearly tell that the whole January transfer window was made for the future. And so it's, it's now gotten to the point where, you know, our whole defense almost needs like a whole revamp. You know, I think if we end up keeping Endika, that would be incredible. But I don't think we're going to keep Endika. We'll probably end up keeping Hinty because no one's going to get him. So we're going to have to wait for Hinty <laughs> to get hot again. And honestly, I'm fine with that. Hinty's a beast. He's, he's literally like my favorite player in Frankfurt right now. Um, he, he does need the summer to get his head in order and find his game again. I don't think his career is on a downslope yet. I think he's, you know, he just needs some time to get him, get his stuff together, and he'll be fine. And as much as I was talking about Glasner hot seat earlier, I had a drink. I've calmed down a bit. I get this year is transitional. I have not written off him as the future, but I do think you have to hold him accountable because him and Kroshar have put together the squad that's here right now. And if you didn't like it, you did have a window to make moves. You had, you know, oh, a thousand percent budget goes, but but you still have to hold them accountable for poor results. Even even though we don't have the most talented squad, you have to find wins where you can. And we pissed away too many for me to just let them off the hook. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. They definitely got to be accountable for that. I don't, I'm not, not trying to excuse it at all. And, you know, Hinte Regas also has to be accountable for his shitty performances the past couple of games, you know? I mean, definitely a lot of accountability right there. It's just, I feel like Glasner out conversation needs to be nixed for, you know, until what, until we see what happens by Christmas time next year. That's fair. That being said, now that we have gotten uh, to a point where we're all in agreement, let's get to the, the part of the podcast where we always are in agreement that this is our favorite part of the podcast. It is time for hashtag what are we drinking? Uh, Matt, you go first. Yeah, I mean, it kind of fits in well what I just talked about with, you know, Glassner looking to the future and stuff like that because I am finding my beach tonight with a fat old Corona extra. Because I got to get prepared for the summer because that's all I can think about at this point because nothing good is happening this season, boys. So cheers to finding your beach. Do you have a lime in that, Corona? Always. I cannot have one without one. There you go. Do you ever have a loaded Corona before? Do you know what that is? What is that? You, you, no. you, you take a... I think you take you take a sip out of your Corona, and then you put a shot of tequila in the Corona, and then you flip it with the lime. 
Mm. It's it's something. These Gen Z kids, they come up with the craziest shit on TikTok. You'll never go back, I'm telling you. (laughs) You know, you'd be surprised. I don't even have TikTok. I don't even have it downloaded. I'm all about the Vine. Remember the Vine? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Goodness. Uh, Chris, you always got a good entry for hashtag what are we drinking? What are you uh, drinking? Yeah, so it's my go-to at our watch parties at the Detroit City Clubhouse. By the way, uh, we're going to be there again this Saturday for the match against Bayern. Uh, a handful of us Detroit Eagles are going to get together there. The Detroit City uh, Clubhouse on Lafayette Street near Martin Luther King High School, where I will be drinking, as I'm drinking tonight, from Shorts Brewing in Bel Air, which is up near the beautiful Traverse City area in northern Michigan. A Bel Air Brown a nice brown ale, nice deep flavors, good color, awesome stuff. There you go. There you go. Um, I've got the last of one of my favorite beers from Kansas City Beer Company. I know. I always, everyone always will say you talk about them so much, kind of spread it around. You know what? Why go away that from something? Good. I mean, these guys are part of the Independent Craft Brewing Association. These guys know their shit. They are. All around the Kansas City metropolitan area on tap, not just in bottle form. You got the Winterbach. It sold out of its draft beer that they allocated for the beer hall because it was so popular. And I've got uh, the last of uh, the bottles, the that Doppelbach uh, that it technically is. It's great in a kind of tulip glass. How they typically would serve it when they actually had it available to drink, and um, yeah, it's a uh, quite possibly one of my favorite beers and their most award-winning beer that they uh, have as a seasonal. So, boys, that's going to wrap it up for hashtag What are we drinking? There will be, trust me, more drinking to be had uh, in future episodes. Don't you doubt. So that's going to wrap it up for this bit for segment one we'll be back with more fan questions in segment two and a look to the bundesliga before we talk about that uh opposition at the weekend Bayern. and so stay with back segment two of hey eintracht frankfurt really glad to get all that stuff out of the way boys because uh there's a lot to get off our chest there's a lot of people who still need to have their opinions heard there's a lot more that uh i i don't think we're going to be able to list them all technically but hey we'll get through as much as we can um i almost feel bad for our listeners i feel like we should start paying them as our therapists (laughs) well i mean Hey, hey, send us a memo request, fellas and ladies. (laughs) Or they may bill us for their therapy sessions based on listening to us. It's a serious possibility. Serious possibility. Um, So, talked about uh, the Bundesliga. Uh, We are not having a frown corner, as people are going to notice, as the women are still on international duty. Um... And, uh, it, yeah, otherwise we'd be chomping at the bit. Chris, you'd be talking about how they're going to, you know, be the next Bundesliga title holders in a year from now. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to talk about the other Bundesliga, the Bundesliga that the Eintracht males actually uh, play in. And, um, yeah, I'm looking down uh, at the very bottom of the table. So I'm looking at your Stuttgart. And you're going to Firth. 19 points and 13 points. Now, going to Firth, we always thought that they were going to be, you know, adrift. Hey, you know what? It it, it happened. But they're still fighting it out. Um, at one point, do we cut away the other teams uh, who are uh, fighting it out against relegation? Because there's a lot. Because 
so far that I've seen for the teams that were going to be fighting out for 16th to be in the relegation playoff, I honestly look at it with who is coming up from uh, the second division, which is pretty scary uh, by normal considerations. Um, boys, we're 23 matches in, 11 matches to go, and uh, there's a lot of teams that aren't, aren't even past 25 points yet. Yeah, it's it's getting to be more clear cut at the bottom. I think I, I think Stuttgart has enough to come up, but I do think Hertha is going down. Uh, they just have not shown me enough. Two weeks, the three losses out of their last five. They're, Two weeks. I mean, they're yeah, their schedule is not going to get a lot easier either. Um, I really think they're going to go down. I think Augsburg will find a way to stay up. Uh, they tend to pull it out almost every single year. Bielefeld should be concerned. Wouldn't hate seeing Gladbach run a bad spell. But you talked about before who's coming up. Um, I mean, quick look at the table. There's five teams within two points of the top right now. That race, just like last year, where three there were big teams, five teams and in two pretty good last week, right, and two pretty good other teams. Each one we would welcome in the Bundesliga. You know your Schalke, yes. your Bremen, your Hamburg, uh, the big fish, and then Saint you Pauli. got Saint Pauli, who is the. I mean, their cold club status. I mean, the amount of people coming out of the woodwork that if they come back up to the top division will be astounding. And of course, who, does, of who wouldn't like to have a chance to earn six at minimum? Yeah, you know, the full maximum six points. Excuse me, <laughs> by beating the Lidlschweine if they come up. I would. I think. I mean, Bielefeld's gonna go down. I mean, I don't know how many. I don't know how many more uh, games you're gonna be able to win this year. But I can see them going down. I also can see Gladbach going down. Um, I feel like something's up going there. But I'm honestly preaching to the stars at that point. Um, I mean, they only lost six nil at the weekend. Only. That's only. I mean, <laughs> we're we're whinging about our woes. And they just got pumped for six. And that's not the first time that they've like rolled over. And the it's kind of like that little the kid who's getting kicked. You know, you roll over and try and hope that the pain goes away. But that's just some kids uh, will kind of give up kicking. And some others like a Bayfell Bay will just be like, oh, invitation to kick. OK, I'll use the other foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's well, hilarious. I mean, re- Regarding Bielefeld, you know, they can't score in the red light district with 22 goals so far this year, but they still have a decent defense. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a relegation battle with a solid defense, I think you're going to be okay. They're, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're like six or seven goals better than us. 29 goals conceded. The 16th 16th place has a tough playoff game to play against like either Schalke, Hamburg, or Bremen. You know, those, that's not going to be an easy game. And like the only teams I can see really losing to them are Berlin, Augsburg, Bielefeld, and Gladbach. Really. I can see them all losing to one of those guys. And if you do have one of the traditional big boys coming back in that playoff, they've, you know, not all of them, but they've got You'll guys have full on houses the roster by that then. have been through the COVID, sun. Like, they, they will allow full stadiums. You're just telling me that Absolutely. you can go to uh, Hamburg, you can go to Bremen, Schalke, of any of the big three. I mean, the only, like, non- hostile environment of those five is Darmstadt by a long shot because their stadium is just, just looks like it's, you know, something we played in high school. <laughs> I've been to a relegation playoff match. It is the, the intensity of that, uh, of that match is 10 times any other away match I've ever experienced. I don't ever want to do it again. Don't get any ideas out there guys, but uh, I, just, I, I always think that the the bigger club coming up, you know, we kind of got lucky and and beat Nuremberg on a a good fortuitous bounce. But a lot of the teams coming up have a lot more to fight for than the teams that are going back down. It's true. And if you're a Greuther Firth, you're just banking that money anyways. So 
I mean, they're not paying anybody. Right. I mean, I'm, I, Chris, I think someone on this podcast might even earn more money than one of the players that's you know actually playing for Greuther uh, Firth. That's how little money that they're paying their guys. It's absolutely astounding. Um, let's get away from the relegation battle to Twitter questions. So I put it out, uh, put it out there, and you can always get, reach out to us on at h e f pod on Twitter. I wanted to know some people's thoughts, and uh, Brendan Noble got in contact with us. He feels that we've never replaced Abraham. How do you get? What do you guys think about that hot take? I think we have. I think Indica is a great replacement for Abraham. I mean, boom! Uh, I don't know what, what else to add on to that. <laughs> I, I think, mean, look, his, uh, his success at an attacking standpoint. Su- yeah, but I mean, I think he's looking more I, in terms of the leadership uh, that's there, and we haven't had oh. a leader like that since he left. And the leader that we have had, who's kind of filled that void, was already there in Hasebe. And let's be frank, uh, Hasebe is older than anyone who's currently speaking on this podcast right now. And, Ro- and the only reason why Roda is a captain is because he has longevity within the club itself. Yep. Um, if anything, in terms of leadership, I think we should be uh, focusing more on Jibril So as a leader. I think he would be a solid uh, captain for us. Um, he's still somewhat on the young side. I mean, 25 years old in the Bundesliga club to be a captain, um, especially at a... Oh, I can't believe I'm calling this us, but I'm going to put quotes on this. Quote-unquote, big club. Um... <laughs> I I I think I think Jibril So should be a captain. I mean, Kevin Trapp is also a captain too. I, he's captain worthy per, uh, personnel, but I don't think he. I honestly don't think Kevin Trapp wants to stay at Frankfurt too much longer. And I know he loves it there and stuff like that, but I feel like he's got a little bit more gas in tank. He's going to try to go somewhere else, and I could totally see him going to Bayern eventually because I don't know what's up with Neuer. You know, Neuer could be injured, and I don't know if he still wants to play soccer and stuff. There were some rumors in the air swirling with my sources. I'm not trying to put slander in anybody's mouth, but something's going on over there. But. Um, I think Jibril So could be our, our next leader. I think if he if he ends up signing a, an extension with us this summer, you know, I think um, he's going to be a solid rock for us, which is going to be an amazing thing for this club. Yeah, I'll I'll double down on that. Uh, if there's any sort of implication or understanding within the front office that this rebuild is going to take a whole nother year, uh, I hope Kevin Trapp does go somewhere else because he's not getting younger. He's taken us through more tough stretches and carried this club far further than any keeper should be asked to do. Um, if it's going to be a lengthy rebuild, I let the guy go find success and have a chance to play in the champions league again. Um, that being said, I agree with you about, so I think he's a young guy with a lot of potential. You can say, Hey, we want to build around you. As long as you stop taking cards at stupid points in the game, we would love you to be the center point of the future there. Uh, the best leaders are the ones that do the, the most work, and you don't even know they were doing it. They just do it in the shadows. They do it dirty, but they get the job done, and that's what he does. Yeah, he's a physical presence in the midfield or even on the field in general. Like you can definitely see him always asking for the ball. Like, and you have a, I mean, you have a great point right there too, where it's like people in the middle of the field, specifically center backs or midfielders or potentially, or even strikers in rare cases, um, are the best, you know, captains because they're the best communicators because they have to communicate on both front ends of the field or even all four ends of the front of field if you're going to count, you know, out wide as another front end. So, I mean, I, I, I just think so could be the answer for us. Now, a lot of factors have to happen for that to happen. Uh, but I don't know, Brian, what do you think? Well, um, for me, I think uh, if we're to. Look, we're, we're bringing in quite a, a few guys uh, in on free transfers. I think that next year bodes much better. But if there's anything that I would want it to have the team buy is someone with a little bit more leadership. Because Kostic, whilst a veteran, he's not the kind of guy 
That's a leader. That I mean, as much as we have rolled it as a captain, but that's okay. That's okay. I don't want. Look, I enjoy Rhoda. I think he's a really good guy. I think it's his time has passed, and I think it's time to get someone with a, with a a little bit look a little bit more grit. And I'm already thinking of one German central defender who would be great to bring into the Eintracht. Uh, from a certain club in the Schwarzwald <laughs> who would be available on a free transfer uh, just to give a hint at who I might be uh, discussing. But anyways, <laughs> um, next thing, since you guys did touch it, Europe, Europe is uh, going to be around before we know it. It's going to be March. We're going to be playing on Thursday again. Um First round of the Europa League has already uh, occurred, and we're just waiting on uh, the draw on Friday to find out who we could possibly play in the uh, in the round of 16 of the Europa League. I think, if anything else, if we're still frustrated over the Bundesliga season as a whole, at least that would be a welcome... Uh, a welcome respite <laughs> from our league woes. And you never know what could possibly happen uh, and something like that. Um, I'd like to, I like the idea of playing a Barcelona, a Napoli, a Sevilla. You know what? Fuck it. Just give me a Rangers or Dortmund. Like if we, if we had to play any of the two German clubs, I, it's gotta be Dortmund. I don't really want to, I don't really want to play Leipzig, even though, Leipzig is probably going to win the poke out anyway, so that's going to make me sad. But I'd also like to go... I'd also like to have revenge over Porto. You know, get us into the quarterfinals so that people will remember us, and then we can kind of go off into the sunset. Because, uh, let's be real. Um, As Europa Cup we- winners, I would love to see that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wake, me up, wake me up from that <laughs> dream. I'm not saying that we're going to, like, win it. I'm just saying that if we get the right draw, I mean, we can have a go at but making that. Not, not with this new, not with this new format. Not with all these powerhouses coming through. I mean, I mean, honestly, if Barca shits the band against Napoli, that would be unbelievable for us. <laughs> Wouldn't that honestly be the most moody diva thing, though? We finish like twelfth in the league and then go to win the Europa League. league. Oh my Dear god, god. We the Champions it, League just like you can that. see it. It's not a crazy thought. <laughs> you're, you're so right. It's it's so much harder to make top four in the Bundesliga than winning Europa <laughs> League in Frankfurt's eyes. Like that's literally the eyes. <laughs> and we would be the first German club to do it since uh, Schalke in the '90s, which is kind of sad for all German clubs. Let's Let's be honest. Uh, like I said, uh, so that draw is going to be held on the 25th. You got the second legs all being played on the 24th. So something to uh, wait for. And we won't be playing that until uh, March 10th and 17th. So we still have time before that happens. And in the meantime, it's, uh, it's the biggest club that is currently uh, in terms of Bundesliga titles. And it's the club who's currently looking like they're going to win their 10th consecutive league title. It's Bayern next. Bayern visits the Stadion, And uh, boys, I'm never wanting to get this thing over faster than it can be. Uh, I'm expecting a 3-0 loss. End of story. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... That was a good tactical analysis, Brian. I like that. No. (laughs) There needs to be no tactical analysis. Look, the only way we're winning is if that same lineup that faced Gladbach plays us. And that ain't happening. I mean, Bayern does not do well in Frankfurt. I mean, they struggle. I mean, I'm going to pull up the stats here on what what the past couple of results were when they were, um, you know, uh, at us, so if you guys want to filibuster quickly here while my computer loads. Well, we wa- we have right, won I'll, I'll each of the last two. two. Before that was a loss, and before that was the uh, 10-man draw. The 2-2 two, two draw. I don't draw. need a computer when you have Brian Sanders here. <laughs> <laughs> and last year was a 2-1 to one victory, and the year before that uh, was the 5-1 thrashing Five that lost Nico Kovac's job. 
And so I can't count that one though. You you have to take you know it's, it's kind of like uh, mm-hmm. Olympic judging. You have to take out the high score and the low score to find that median. Got to find the yeah. average out and stuff like that. But I yeah. mean, I, guys, there's a chance. That's all I'm saying. That there is a chance because <laughs> Byron okay, never Peter does well so- with us. And I mean, hey, we. <laughs> It's not going to be full house. It's going to be very, very different. And yeah. Byron has been struggling. And I don't know whether the whole Grotze Fürth game finally woke them up and whatnot. But then again, they also only put four against Grotze Fürth. And but they I had mean, a draw away to Salzburg. Exactly. Like the Champions League went to Bochum as well. And Bochum, well, granted, Bochum played out of their skins to the point that you could not see Bochum pull that out ever again there's there's only two scenarios i see in this game it's either mm. gonna be a high scoring like 3-3 draw or a 4-3 win for us like we have no for us to win we have to beat them by that or byron's gonna murder us 10 to nothing and we're just gonna sit there and cry in a corner try not to cry and then cry a lot afterwards matt so help me god if we score four goals in this match, win or lose, I will fly you to Frankfurt for a match. <laughs> That's just not going to I happen. I will take that deal. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm shaking your hand through the computer right now. It, my wife can stay back here. We'll go to the match. But <laughs> um, good thing she's running on no the Peloton. I can't hear you. <laughs> there is no chance in hell that we she score should be four jealous. Goals. Uh, but I, I do I do think we score a couple. I am just playing simple averages here. We have to wake up at some point. And Byron likes to just kind of mail in the first 30 minutes the last couple months. I watched them four or five times since December. And they just like to kind of let someone hang around, score a few goals. And, you know, like they did with Firth last week or was that Bauckham before yep. that? They, they just don't care early on. They're like, okay, we're going to try now. And, and before that was Leipzig, the, the 3-2 victory yeah. there. The last time you and I saw a beginning-to-end domination was this time last month as they defeated Hertha Berlin. Yeah. Ooh. month ago. Uh, that being said... I don't think we have the stamina to hang with them for 90 minutes. Unless KT stands on his head for, again. Yeah, and he could. He's but due. KT standing on his head is one thing, but Lewandowski shooting the ball right at him is not going to happen again. We're going to lose 3-2. to two. If I were to officially predict anything. You have to. It's part of our bylaws here. <sighs> It's, ah, uh, yeah. I mean, three two, uh, four two loss Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, here's gonna be the beauty of it. I'm gonna be out by Jack Dempsey's. I'm gonna have make them put the TV on, and I'm gonna have a great time out of the win or lose. I'll just have a worse of a hangover that Sunday when we lose. I'm gonna have a better hangover when we win that Sunday. So. There you go. There you go. It's a better sweet thing. <laughs> so basically, you're going to be right underneath the uh, Eiffel Tower, eh? Yes, sir. Right underneath right. the Eiffel Tower. In there the you go. City. Right Chris, in Vegas. Where will you be watching? I will be with fellow Eagles here in Detroit at the Detroit City Clubhouse on Lafayette Street near Martin Luther King High School. Come on up. There you go. There you go. I will be with fellow Eagles. For better, for worse, we'll be at Casey Beer Co. We will be outnumbered, per use. But then again, just because you're outnumbered does not mean that you don't wipe the floor with them. <laughs> Amen to that. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, staying with us until the very end. For all those who have, uh, remember to listen to and follow us on Instagram uh, as Matt will be putting out all the latest betting ons for the Eintracht ahead of the match. And, of course, if you listen to Chris and his predictions, you can usually win some money. That's for horse racing. I suck for soccer. <laughs> All right, Chris, where can we find you on social media landscape of the world? 
All right. Twitter, Instagram, Discord, and Peloton. Picking up like one new Frankfurt rider a week. It's awesome. There you go. Um, at C in the D313. Matt. Wag underscore MA. And then obviously, you got to follow the Instagram page of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. You can follow me on Twitter. That is at KCSGE. Twitter for the podcast is at HEFPod. Drop us a line whenever you like uh, on there or drop us a line on email. That is heyeintrachtfrankfurt.gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash HEFPod for all the latest Eintracht news and information in the English language as we are the home of the Eintracht in the English language. And, uh, yeah, folks, um, if you have a chance... Go to your local bar that you know is going to be having the Bayern fans. Make a friend. Make one, take a friend along with you. Make him understand him or her understand what it's like to uh, cheer for the team that usually will that isn't going to win every single match every single weekend. And uh, if they are still with you at the end of the ninety minutes, and you've won an Eintracht fan for life, so. Stay safe, everybody, and uh, choose. We're the Moody Diva for a reason. Take a breath. Take a drink. Hey, I'm